The week hasn't even started yet, but I don't give a damn. I got a lot on my mind. So guess what? A special edition of the Stephen A. Smith Show, even though it's on Monday, coming at you right now. Holla at your boy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Stephen A. Smith Show, coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Um, as usual, I'm here in the studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, the official sport, the official sports betting company of the Stephen A. Smith Show. I appreciate all the love as always. I'm vastly approaching 375,000 subscribers uh, over the last seven months. Can't thank y'all enough. Picking up an average of 14 to 1,500 subscribers a day. That doesn't have without y'all showing me some love. I appreciate the love. Thank you very, very much. And by the way, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Here's the reason. Because I'm traveling. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but today, okay, Savannah State University, Savannah, Georgia, me and Club Shay Shay, a.k.a. Shannon Sharp, live on first take, national television, ESPN, 10 a.m. to noon, okay? That's where we will be, but that's where we are this Monday. Tomorrow, my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, the place where I graduated, the place that helped make me into who I am today, whatever that may be. In the end, because of me being on the road, that's why I am taping this particular podcast for you today, this particular show. And it's obviously before I travel to those places. So I wanted to give a special edition, and that's why I called it a special edition, because there's nothing specific here, okay? The NFL games haven't been completed, all right? There's a whole slew of games that need to take place that I'm not equipped to talk about because I'm taping this with you right now, just to make sure I give you a little something-something, okay? But in the end, here's what it comes down to. I got a lot of things on my mind, and I'm calling this particular episode the State of the Union, according to your boy Stephen A. I kind of like that. In case you haven't recognized me saying this before, my name is Stephen A. Smith, and I approve this message. Here's the deal. Let's get to a couple of things. Number one, with the NFL season in vogue, obviously Kansas City was ramrodding the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany. I don't want to get too much into that because guess what? I don't like the fact that the game was in Germany. I believe a game of that magnitude belongs in the United States of America. I think that we need to get a little bit more patriotic from time to time. I don't mind going overseas. I don't mind playing in London. I don't mind playing in Frankfurt, Germany. But damn it, a game of this magnitude, Germany wouldn't think about us. As far as I'm concerned, we shouldn't have been thinking about them with a game of this magnitude, okay? Send somebody like, 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 like the Tampa Bay. Send somebody like the Las Vegas Raiders with the new coach, all right? Now that Josh McDaniels has is, is, is been exiled, okay? Send somebody like they, them over there going up against Arizona. A game of this magnitude, as far as I'm concerned, should have been on national television in the United States of America taking place, whether it's at 1 o'clock, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or Sunday night football or, damn it, Monday night football. I wish the flex schedule had kicked in and we didn't have to worry about watching Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahone versus Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany for a 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time game. That's, my, that's what I would have preferred. I don't like that. Got to talk to Roger Goodell about that, but I'll move on from that. I want to transition to something taking place in the game of basketball that I don't think people have talked about enough. I've mentioned it. I don't like mentioning it, but it involves John Moran. And I'm going to tell you why it involves John Moran. You see, when we think about professional athletics in this day and age, and you think about towing the line and making sure that you're conducting yourself properly and you're doing the things necessary in order to succeed and achieve, 
We got to look at the Memphis Grizzlies as a prime example of what not to let happen. The Memphis Grizzlies walked in the Sunday night's game against the Portland Trailblazers, 0-6. This is a team that is considered a title contender when John Morant is on the court. With him off the court, these dudes are winless. These dudes are winless. Now, I know Steven Adams is hurt, and he's out for the foreseeable future. If not the season, I get all of that. But when you look at the other personnel in place, Dylan Brooks is no longer there. I get that. I understand that. But in the end, what it comes down to is that if John Morant was on the floor, we wouldn't be thinking about them like this. We wouldn't be looking at an 0-6 Memphis Grizzlies team. Did he get, is he off the court because he's injured? No. Is he off the court because of some kind of family emergency or some kind of, tra- some kind of tragedy that took place? No. He's off the court because he wasn't thinking about his teammates when he was on the court. And I love John Morant. I love the play that he is. The brother is a superstar talent, no doubt about that. But a lot of y'all out there, see, y'all out there encouraging people to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, while you got your hand out for somebody else's money. Shut the hell up. How'd that work out for him now? So you sign a contract, five years, that could elevate to as much as $231 million. You got endorsement deals out of the wazoo. You are about to place, replace Kyrie Irving with the, sneaker, with, with the signature sneaker deal and what have you that he had available to him, along with various other endorsement deals. And all of that went by the wayside. Why? Because you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it. You want to hang out with your boys and you waving guns. You want to be a strip club making it rain while you waving guns. You want to do all of that. You want to look the commissioner, Adam Silver, dead in the face and tell him that's not who you are. That's not what you're about. It'll never happen again. And then let it happen again. And by the way, TMZ didn't catch him. This wasn't some TMZ joint that came out where, you know, he got caught off guard. No, his own boys were filming him. Now, this story is... It's been talked about ad nauseum. So why am I bringing it up now? Because they're 0-6, that's why. Because he got himself suspended for the first 25 games of the season, that's why. Because by the time he gets back, presumably Memphis' season will be over because they suck that badly without him. Now I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. Because basketball fans everywhere are better off when John Moran is on the basketball court. And we get all of that. But the flip side to it is that, look, he's not on the court. He's not on the court. And some of y'all folks out there need to stop sitting up there and acting like, let's adopt this victim's mentality. Oh, he's being victimized or whatever. He did it to himself. It's all right to love somebody and be pissed off at them for getting in their own way because you love them and you want them to do well. You don't want them to fail. You don't want them to fall. And when they do, you get angry about it. Because you recognize that they're getting in their own way. There's nothing wrong with having that kind of mentality. It's not a crime. You ain't selling out. You looking out. That's the whole point. And to me, that is what is most imperative. When I look at John Morant and I look at the Memphis Grizzlies being winless, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. They have the worst record in basketball. They're the only winless team in basketball. There are 30 teams in the NBA, and the winless one is the one that has John Moran on its roster. Does that sound like it makes sense to you? 
but it's real. It's happened. And it's happened because John Morant let it happen. His father let it happen. His boys let it happen. And now we're looking at an NBA season and a play-in tournament that's just started, and we're looking at LeBron looking great as ever. We're looking at Kawhi Leonard. He ain't injured yet. He was balling. We saw Paul George, even though he fouled out the other night in the loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Did you see the show that he was putting on? Clearly, like he told Stephen A., I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Let's not wait. Let's not miss when he goes up against Devin Booker and Phoenix the way they were chirping at each other in the offseason. Can't wait for that matchup. There's a whole bunch of things to look forward to. Now, if you mean, am I looking forward to Julius Randle once again jacking up threes? Or shoot contested jump shots instead of taking his, his strong body to the hole with the quickness and the fervor and the muscle that he has and the strength that he has? I'm looking at Philadelphia. Life don't seem too bad without James Harden. See Tyrese Maxey balling? You see him balling? It's something special. From what I'm told, I need to get down to Atlanta more. Because it ain't just because of DeJounte, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young and the way that they've been balling and how the Atlanta Hawks are looking respectable, looking like they're getting their groove back this year now that Quinn Snyder had a full training camp to work with the team. But I'm also hearing go to the arena and, damn, it's, it's a party up in that arena. It's a party up in there. The ATL is the spot. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. We got Jordan Poole in the nation's capital. Wizards going into Sunday night only had one win. But damn, at least they had a win. That's more than we could say for Memphis. I'm looking at Kevin Durant doing his thing in Phoenix. But damn it, there's an APB out for Bradley Beal. Now the back's messed up. We don't know when he getting back. Devin Booker comes back, goes scoreless in the first quarter, nearly drops a triple-double with 31-13-9. But they still lost to San Antonio. And I'm looking at this kid, Wimbanyana. He's going to be an all-star. The brothers got skills. I'm looking at them, and I said, damn, before he played the game, too thin. They're going to put a hat on. They're going to put the elbows on him. They're going to do something to him because he's that tall. All right, what's he going to do? But then he turns around, and this brother dropping 38 on KD in Phoenix. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. 7'4 with a handle and a J. Lord have mercy. He's coming. And he got hard. And I hear him and Chet Holmgren don't really like each other and never really have. If that is true, can't wait till they meet up because Chet Holmgren is no scrub. He averaged 15 a game in his rookie year because he was hurt all last year. So it's a lot to look forward to. But John Moran was supposed to be in that match. He was supposed to be there. He's supposed to be relevant. And I'm fearful by, that, by the time he comes back with 25 games left in the season, it's not going to be much of a season to look forward to if you're looking at Memphis. And that's a damn shame. It really is. You're listening live to the Stephen A. Smith Show right here over the digital airwaves of YouTube. I got a lot of stuff, to, a lot of other stuff to get into. You know, stuff that basically is the state of the union according to yours truly. Certain things I think need to be addressed. Certain things getting on my nerves. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So stick around. Don't touch that dial. You're watching the Stephen A. Smith Show on YouTube. Back with more. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? 
Welcome back to the Stephen A. Smith Show right here over the digital airwaves of YouTube. Coming at you as I love to do at the very least every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Remember, in just a matter of days or so, I'll be coming from my new studios. Um, and I can't wait to showcase that for all of you. But in the meantime, I wanted to transition to a subject off kilter, a little bit away from the world of sports. I've been taking a lot of heat lately, amen. And maybe it's because of the titles that you've seen on social media. You know, I mean, it's, it's an off day and I'm taping this episode because, you know, I got I got things to do. I got to travel to Savannah State, uh, Clint, uh, Shannon Sharps, uh, alma mater, because we're doing my daytime jobs television show, First Take, which airs on ESPN every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to his alma mater, Savannah State, for Monday, November 6th. And then Tuesday, this Tuesday, November 7th, we'll be at my alma mater, Winston-Salem State University. Um, so I'm the executive producer of the show, but damn it, that don't mean I'm paying the bills. That's ESPN paying those bills. So I appreciate ESPN and the Walt Disney family for taking care of it and once again shining a light on HBCUs. And I'm very, very thankful, very grateful for their contribution to that. But before I departed for that, I wanted to make sure that I taped an episode for all of y'all because here's the reality. Social media is a trip. And a lot of times we contribute to some of the mess that's on it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're victimized by it. People create headlines, they use stuff for clickbait and all of this other stuff. But as it pertains to this heat that I'm taking because of this perception that somehow, some way, Stephen A is against marriage, I welcome that discussion. I know that you don't anticipate a dude speaking on issues like this because this is a woman's world. And most men are scared to death of touching this subject, but damn it, I'm not. Now, in case you don't know, yes, I have two daughters, but prior to that, I had four older sisters. And in the midst of all of that, I got 15 nieces and nephews, nine nieces to be exact. I've been flummoxed with women around my life all my life. 90% of my relatives are female. I'm not scared of y'all because I love y'all. I love y'all, and I truly do, you know? And my mother was the greatest woman I've ever known, God rest her soul. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. She's the reason I know there's an angel, that there is a God, because I had her. But that doesn't mean that everything y'all do is right. And I just think that every now and then, since Oprah spent decades showing how much women have been victimized. And she was right, by the way, because some most a lot of dudes, we, we trifling as hell. Let's just call it what it is. We need to do better. So they write about that. Oprah and Gail. Let me not get, forget about Gail King, her right hand. Because Lord knows I've had to listen to Gail for years because I know her personally because she's a friend. Lord, I, I know. But I have found it a tad bit odd that I haven't heard these women speak on Jada as in Jada Pinkett Smith, they didn't speak on, on, on this woman, Keisha Chavez, the wife of former number one overall pick in the NBA, Joe Smith. And they didn't speak about that girl from the video weeks ago. We don't know her name, but we know her because she refused to go on a first date at the Cheesecake Factory. I, do I look like I 
should be going to a cheesecake factory. You look like you have been there many times. So what would be wrong with the first day being there? But that's just me. And I ain't saying there's anything wrong with you looking like you've been there several times. Ain't nothing wrong with the thickness. Ain't nothing wrong. But you get where I'm coming from. My point is this. We got to speak on certain issues. And I got to remind y'all, fellas, we don't need to be running from stuff like this. Ladies have standards that need to be met. And they are not wrong. But men have standards too. We have feelings. We care. We do. And we don't like the way some women, not most, not all, but some women have acted. So I'm not running from touching on this subject. And if I got on the shade just because I'm in a football mode and, and I'm getting ready to enjoy some games and I think I look quite good in these shades, but I digress. Here's where I'm going with it. Jada Pinkett Smith, with her new book, Worthy, and telling her personal business about Will Smith over the years, I thought engaged in a level of emasculation that was incredibly alarming, so much so that women should have been willing to speak out about it quicker than men. I think the woman, Keisha Chavez, I don't know whether she was an adult film star or had aspirations to do that. But the fact of the matter is you're married to Joe Smith and behind his back, you had an OnlyFans account. And when he found out and he was upset about it, you literally filmed your husband and you arguing about it. And then, of course, the woman with the cheesecake factory. So you're going out on a first date. It is clearly not your car. This man pulls up. He's about to take you into the Cheesecake Factory and so offended and put off you are that not only do you film it, but you lock him out of his own car while you're filming it. My question is to the ladies out there. Shade room, ladies at the shade room, ladies all over the place. My question is, y'all, forget the fellas for a second. Forget the fellas. What's right about that? What's right about that? My question to the ladies is, how many times are y'all going to let other ladies give y'all a bad name? Because not, I, I refuse to believe that 1% of the female population condones that. Condones their business being displayed and disseminated publicly when it's clearly a private matter. I refuse to believe that y'all think that's okay. When y'all gonna do something about it? When are y'all gonna shame these ladies into keeping their business private? And stop publicizing their nonsense. There is no relationship that's devoid of problems. There is no relationship that you can point to. And you can sit up there and say, hey, it's okay for this to be publicized. This is everybody's business. You got Jada Pinkett 
No, you wasn't the one that came out publicly, if I recall correctly, and talked about how you didn't enjoy having sex with Will Smith anymore. I think it was you, but if it wasn't you, it got out. How'd I get out? Who the hell you told? Your children clamoring for Tupac, who've been dead for 30 years practically, almost. God rest his soul. How'd that get out? How'd that happen? You got a book coming out and you're talking about how y'all been separated for years. Well, when he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock, wasn't you there as a date? Weren't you in arm and arm with him? Weren't y'all partying in the aftermath at the Oscars? When he should have ran his ass out of there before he got arrested? Because he could have been arrested if Chris Rock wanted him to. What about that? And don't get me started on Will. Yes, I'm going to regurgitate the same thing. Will Packer, first black man producing the Oscars. Compromise the night for him. Compromise the night for Chris Rock, 60 pounds lighter than you. And he's the one you chose to slap. Then on top of it all, my brother Antoine Fuqua directing and producing Emancipation, which, by the way, based on Will Smith's performance, I believe was worthy of an Oscar. Or at least Oscar consideration. But no, that went out the window because of the slap. And don't talk to me about him being banned for 10 years from the Oscars. I was told he didn't even want to go that night. Then everything happened. But all of a sudden, all of these months later, well, she didn't really know. She didn't really realize that he had sat up there and you know what? It was like, yo, she didn't even know that he had, he had got slapped or anything like that. She didn't know it was real. Really? Really? And by the way, I never got into, nor am I going to now, don't think I didn't notice, I completely agree with Jim Carrey. Actor Jim Carrey and comedian Jim Carrey who went off, not only talked about how he would have sued, but he also talked about how appalled he was that folks in Hollywood stood up and applauded Will Smith once he received his Oscar and they acted like nothing happened. All of that backdrop, and she still comes out with a book telling more of their personal business. Ladies, you can, I know a lot of y'all have spoken about it, but as far as I'm concerned, it ain't enough. And the girl, Chavez, you, 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 an adult, you on OnlyFans and you were involved in adult film before he met you? He married you. You talking about you got bills to pay and everybody knows his financial difficulties. That is your husband. Respectfully, you lucky your ass got a man. Because when you give yourself away for, for, for a price, you can be bought. And if you can be bought, who do you truly belong to? That easily could have been a decision that Joe Smith made. Instead, he decided to invest in you and to marry you and to give his life to you. Do I, think, I, I ain't never been married. Why I know marital vows better than you ever did? For better or worse, richer or poorer, in sickness and in health until death do us part. Why do I seem to know that better than you and I ain't never been married? And then on top of it all, to further exacerbate the situation. And by the way, embarrass your damn self. You're going to turn around and go on TMZ? Really? Really? 
These are the reasons. Now, y'all might look at it and y'all might say that, along with the girl with the Cheesecake Factory. Good luck keeping a man with that attitude, by the way. I'd have took your ass to White Castle, personally. I mean, that's what I would have done just to spite you after that. Not before, but after that. Yeah, after that, way, I'd take your ass to White Castle. Because I don't know if y'all know this, White Castle is the best laxative in the business. I'll tell you right now. You got gas issues or whatever the case may be, you go to White Castle, but it's going to get resolved. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, whatever, your sister's going to come at. You know what I'm saying? Anytime I need to go to the bathroom, I go to White Castle because I love me some White Castle. It tastes delicious. And it doesn't stay stuck in your stomach where you get bloated and stuff like that because you don't want to be bloated. You want to walk around feeling like you got a pot belly. You want to let it out. want to let it out. Anybody out there walking around with a stomach and you're feeling too bloated, go eat White Castle. It'll come out. It'll come out. I'm trying to tell you right now. This is my personal opinion. I don't know this for sure. But I love White Castle. Love White Castle. Absolutely love it. But I digress. My point in saying what I'm saying is very, very simple. At the end of the day, I'm bringing up all of these stories for a reason. It's time for the ladies to step up and call out these trifling ass women that be doing this stuff to men. Y'all don't hesitate to call us out. Y'all don't hesitate to call us out. When we doing something wrong, what about when y'all doing something wrong? I'm talking about as a gender. Men screw up all the time. And when we screw up, we deserve to be called out for it. Privately. Not publicly. But if our business is public, you will call us out. Why give these women a pass? Why make it okay for them to continue to show their face saying and spewing things that they say and spew? Why? You're not going to encourage people to come together as one if you don't step up and start calling this stuff out. You see, when the Stephen A. Smith show comes back in full throttle, starting the 14th, when I'm in my new studios, let me tell you something. One of the things that we're going to make a point of doing, we're going to touch on all of these issues. We're going to make sure we ain't running from anything. We're going to make sure that fairness is the order of the day. And we're paying attention to what's right and what's wrong for everybody, not just for y'all. Want to make the world a better place? Let's do better. Stop letting these people get away with stuff. Let's not let people publicize this folks' business. Joe Smith don't deserve to have everybody know how broke he is, assuming that's the truth. Will Smith, despite his transgressions against Chris Rock, which deserve nothing short of an ass kicking, Will Smith is still a good guy that continues to show how great of a guy he's been to Jada Pinkett Smith. Regardless of what she might have on him, what wrong he may have done or whatever, he don't deserve that because he certainly don't talk about her business and he ain't profiting off of it either. And the girl with the cheesecake, you know, come on now. You know good and damn well you've been to Cheesecake Factory several times. I could see it. You know you, you, you know you have. You understand? What was it? Chicken sandwich? Shrimp scampi? Fettuccine Alfredo with shrimp? Burgers? Something? You know. Stop it. You know. You've been to quite a few family barbecues, so you damn sure have been to Cheesecake Factory, too. And to Joe Smith's wife, 
you for sale? Is that what it is? You for sale? Well, why didn't you leave him there and say you for sale? Why didn't you just go out there and be for sale? Why you had to let everybody know, this is my husband and I'm for sale? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. This is just a taste of what's coming y'all way in the next couple of weeks and beyond. It's a new era. It's called the Stephen A. Smith Show. Buckle up and don't say I didn't warn you, because I am. I'm out, y'all. I got things to do. Talk to y'all. Hey, you. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.